CinemaSins has a fan club. It's called the Sin Club, and members get all sorts of things like early episodes, bonus videos, merch discounts, and even monthly bonus podcasts. Membership starts at $3 a month, and you can sign up now at patreon.com slash CinemaSins. And that look on uh, Anthony Kerrigan's face, like, (laughs) just like, oh no, like, oh, what have I done? Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. All right, everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined by Jonathan Woggins from CinemaSins. Hello, hello. And today we're going to be doing a mini pod. Uh, Bill and Bill and Teddy pod. <laughs> I really don't know where you would go with this. Um, I don't either. I don't know. Uh, but um, uh, we're doing a mini pod on Bill and Ted Face the Music, the third in the Bill and Ted franchise. Uh, you know, there were two movies way back 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah. This is 29 years, I guess, since the last one. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. I think Bogus Journey came and, out in 91. You know, and... Those comedies that come out like 15 plus years later, those comedy sequels are, you know, there's a, there's a really good track record. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, here's the, here's the thing that I always, yeah, exactly. There's, there's the, the track record for these are not, is not good. Um, the thing is, you know, there's a, there's another thing and I don't know if other people experience this when they watch uh, a movie that has a sequel that's like, you know, many, many years since the last movie came out. Um, but the way movies are made have changed. So like, it doesn't like, like the, a lot of times these sequels that come out many years afterwards, don't mm-hmm. even feel like they're a part of the same universe. Um, yeah. like when wall street money never sleeps came out, uh, in like 2000, whatever, 11, 12, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it was uh, like 27 years after, or well, it would have been 24 years after uh, the last one came out. Mm-hmm. It's like, God, so many things have changed about movies since that last Wall Street came out. And, you know, I mean, it's, and usually they're just trying, they have a hard time, they have a hard time recreating magic. That's the thing. You're so self-aware about what happened in that first movie that you're, mm-hmm. you're just, you know, there's something affected about these movies, but, uh, but yeah, that, that's, that's the thing that it's been 30 years, uh, you know, give or take for the, since the Bill and Ted movies, different time, different era. And now we're making a modern version of this. And, and it, uh, you know, it, I don't know whether it succeeded or failed. It's still just as silly. It- it's weird, right? And it's also, it's one of these, I guess, I don't know if Dumb and Dumber 2 was kind of in the same vein. I feel like social media is so much different even since, you know, that came out a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But this feels like a movie that was created because of social media. Like, this feels like a movie that, like, was just made for fans, which I honestly didn't even know. And I'm still not sure how far reaching the fan base for this movie, for this uh, franchise is. But I do know at least based on, like, the movie people that I seem to follow on like Twitter and whatnot. Um, they all seem to be really excited when this was announced mm-hmm. uh, a year and a half ago or whatever, to the point where I was like really confused, you know, like, yeah. I was like, like, do we love, I mean, like, 
I mean, I rewatched Excellent Adventure just a couple years ago and um, or a year and a half ago or so. And I mean, it, you know, it's fine. Like it and I remember liking it a lot as a kid and I remember, you know, quoting it and all that kind of stuff. But uh, but it but it just feels like a movie of that era. Right. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. I don't know how relevant it is now. Not that that's a bad thing. I mean, there's a lot of movies we love that probably aren't very relevant now. Um, and then Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey is just so bizarre. Like I that that is the weirdest. That is one of the weirdest sequels ever. Mm -hmm. um, and it falls right in that era too. It was like that early '90s. We had stuff like Gremlins two, yeah, and like Batman Returns, and there were just like all these just really bizarre follow ups to like these you know uh, these hit films. Mm -hmm. um, and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey kind of falls in that in that avenue. And I feel like this new movie, um, if we're going to get into, it, I feel like this new movie is kind of some weird. Uh, amalgam of those two movies like it like i feel like it's got its heart in the right place and i feel like it's trying to be a little more um like i feel like it's trying to be a little more coming from the heart like like probably like the original film was a little more heartfelt i guess would be the best way to put it mm -hmm. but then it's also trying to capture that really bizarro uh kind of world vibe that that the second one had Mm -hmm. um, and whether that works for you or not, I guess, you know, depends on you, but I, I don't know that that's kind of where I felt like it, what it was trying to do. And, and then, like you said, also trying to be relevant in, in 2020 with, um, a, a style of a lot of style that just isn't, isn't a thing anymore. Right. I mean, even like the music that, you know, Bill and Ted was trying to promote, like the wild stallions, mm -hmm. um, in 1991, even. Uh, that was about to become almost extinct. You yeah. know, we were about to we were about to get grunge and 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 all that kind of stuff. So that kind of hard rock era was kind of dying, anyways. Um, so I don't know. This is really this is a yeah. This is a really weird movie. <laughs> it really <laughs> is. I was alternate I alternately enjoying aspects of it, and then it would and then like right next. Then after that, I would be like, God, I'm not enjoying this. Yeah, I, I and I almost feel like this is kind of hard to talk about without getting into spoilers. So maybe we should maybe yeah, we should get I'm going to spoilers uh, very shortly. But yeah, like it is to me the biggest C movie that you can come up with. Like like if you were to think of a C movie, this is a C movie. Yeah, I agree, and it's getting like I mean, for the most part, I didn't look to see what it was in Rotten Tomatoes at this point, but I know I feel like it's in the sixty percent range, maybe. Mm -hmm. I, I just I've seen a lot of a lot of people are not necessarily praising it, but a lot of people really seem to be enjoying it. Well, I'm sorry. No, it's 81% yeah, on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, what is the I average it, rating on that? It's 81% uh, critic and 80% audience, which you don't see that often, like mm -hmm. that close. Um, 6.75, which yeah. I mean, see, that's, it, that's a little high for me, but that's not terrible. What it means is that, is that, everybody's kind of falling on that, right? They're just kind of falling on yeah. that. This is all right. And that's why it's getting uh, so many yeah. positive reviews and it looks yeah. amazing at 81%, but 6.7 is average. I mean, it's that's, average. Like, that's probably like a C plus yeah. at the, at the highest, yeah. you know? Um, now the audience score is a 4.02 average, which I assume is out of five. That's mm -hmm. a little higher, which that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, like people seem to be really enjoying this more than I did. Let's, but there, but like you said, there are moments in this movie where I was laughing a lot, mm -hmm. um, which we'll get more into in spoilers. Cause there's, I mean, there's one, like there's, 
somebody who kind of steals this movie for me, and I don't I don't remember him being in the trailer, so I guess I will wait to talk about that. But um, but then there are there is there's a there's a section of this movie that is downright terrible mm-hmm. um, involving where when they first figure out what they've got to go do and they're they're trying to when this is in the trailer where they say they're going to go steal the song from themselves mm-hmm. um, that whole section I found uh, not funny yeah, <laughs> let's, yeah. Just, let's just say that um, I agree but, yeah but and um, but uh, but yeah and for those that don't know the plot is basically that and and this is another thing about this movie that is it falls in that generic sequel thing where we've got to bring our heroes back down mm-hmm. so we can watch them rise again. Yeah. So like their failures basically uh, in every way of life, like, you know, it's like Ghostbusters two or, you know, take your pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they still haven't like united the universe with their song. Like they've been told they were going to do in the first two movies. So this is yet another adventure of them trying to find out what that is. Yeah. Um, and and uh, they have to they have to face the music, I the, guess. Well, and this is this type of thing right here is where I'm like I look, nobody knows how time travel works, right? Nobody really yeah. nobody really knows. All, the only thing that you can really know is what you've seen in movies and of course Avengers Endgame did that whole thing where they're like, you know, yeah. stop thinking about back to the future and Terminator. We're going to do our own thing. Um, but I, I never understand some of the time travel rules in these movies, especially in this one. Like you can say that uh, everything's happening. Like every time that has ever occurred on, on earth is happening concurrently with each other mm-hmm. all you want to. But if you're going to say that one area is the future, then the one part of the future should kind of know what the song is, right? They mm-hmm. should know what the song is that they're going to sing and unite the unite the world with and everything, or else they I don't feel like they can exist uh, as as they are. And like if they know for a fact that there's this song that unites everybody, they should know what that song is. I don't get I don't get yeah. the, the 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 logic behind this yeah. whole thing. Now I get like in the first one you've got the premise that they're about to be separated. And so like that's just part of the timeline, right? That the the George Carlin character Rufus yeah. uh has to go back and make sure that doesn't happen. Like that I can kind of get behind. There's you a, know, there's I, more of a loop but, feature yes. there. But you at know? this point, like you're saying, like uh, I can't even think of the actress's name that plays like the the main like Time Lord or whatever. Um, oh God, what is her name? What the I mean, Holland Taylor? The Holland Taylor? Yeah, character. Holland Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, um, you know, she, like you're saying, I I agree. I think this is what you're saying. Like she should already know how to get that song. Like. Yeah. At, at this point, I I agree. Yeah, like, and I don't think that's a spoiler. Like, how are I, they in this society in the future? Yeah, and they and they just how are they there, knowing that this is going to happen, but they don't know the song. I don't get this at yeah, all. Yeah, I don't either. And um, then how would if the song never happens? How are Bill and Ted able to go see future versions of themselves to try to steal it? <laughs> yeah, this is what I'm saying. And, 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 and I mean, in the in the first, especially the first movie, it's been a minute since I've seen the second one, so I can't talk as much about that. I don't really know how much that one really has to do with time travel more than it does with them going to hell. But in the first one, like I feel like 
the time travel stuff is 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 kind of interesting and kind of fun, like the way they go about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, it and and it's like here they kind of want to do two things, like they want to like it, they almost want us to take it seriously, but then they also do this thing where they poke fun at it. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know, but um, but yeah, no, I'm I I agree with you. Like that's confusing. And then on and then and then the other thing, like I was saying, I I just I hate this thing where we have to bring these people back. Like like Ghostbusters two is the one I always go to because I've never understood why at the start of that movie they have to be like fail like they have to be like frauds and mm-hmm. because all that does is it makes the end of the first Ghostbusters sad. Yeah, because. Like you're like, well, that's great that they saved the city, but in like 30 minutes, you know, the mayor is going to sell them out and, you know, they're going to be, they're going to be considered frauds. Yeah. They're going to lose all their, yeah. Why can't it, why couldn't it have just been that they, they ran out of ghosts to, to track down or, or or ghosts got smarter or, you know, a lot of different yeah, or they're just successful, and they, this is a new case we're going to watch them take on. You right. know, I mean, there's like, yeah. there's like, it's like I feel like I've seen this Bill and Ted movie like twice. Like mm-hmm. you know, like where they've got to go do all this crap to to get back to where they were supposed to be at the end of the first one. You know, mm-hmm. and it's just I don't know. I find that personally, I find that frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like you're just you're just you're just remaking the same movie and just and then and then just like i don't know you're, yeah, I mean, you're doing like been, this whole self-aware bullshit and they could have been still successful mm-hmm. uh, like you're saying they could have been making songs but they weren't they just weren't the right one yeah the yeah. the uh and their daughters could still have figured in and by the way we're gonna get into spoilers on that there's there's a whole thing that i wish they had done uh, with the daughters that I, you know, it's kind of uh, disappointing how they, how they went about mm-hmm. that. But, um, but anyway, let's get on the spoilers. I think we both gave it a Did C, we? right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm somewhere. Yeah. C, C minus. I'm, I'm good with a C. Yeah. But I'm somewhere C, C in that minus range. C minus is fine sure. too. I think that's totally yeah. valid. Uh, it, d- it definitely doesn't get like it. Now there are parts of the movie that get into D territory for sure, but like the movie as a whole, it's enjoyable enough. Uh, you, you you're not, you're not you're not gonna get that low on it, but uh but it definitely has a lot of issues. Yeah. All right, let's get on to spoilers and uh talk about those things. No spoilers! Luke's father is actually Darth Vader. She's the sister and the daughter. No, 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 no. I'm reading the books. So uh it's obviously it's it's great to have Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter back. Absolutely. And uh and everything, but uh, you know, they they give they give these characters two daughters, Samara Weaving and Bridget Lundy Payne, uh, who are fantastic. I love them so much in this. Mm-hmm. They, they're they're sort of exactly what this movie needs. But you know it it, it you know I was sitting there going, I like Keanu Reeves, I like Alex Winter, I like Bill and Ted. But man, every time it went back to them. I was like, nah, we're back to stupid Bill and Ted again. <laughs> I um, love that their names were like they named they named their daughters after each of them. Like 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 I guess Bill's daughter was named after Ted, kind of, and then Ted's daughter was named after Bill, right? Yeah, well, like uh, it was I, in the IMDb. It says Thea is Samara Weaving, yeah, and Billy yeah. is uh, is uh, Keanu Reeves's daughter in this. Yeah, Bridget um, Lundy Payne. Um. But, uh, I mean, and, and Bridget Lundy Payne, they've got her hair all the way down perfectly and everything. <laughs> it's like exactly like Keanu Reeves. She, they brought energy to the movie that was sorely lacking. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like the, like 
Now, if they, if they, I'm wondering if there was an incarnation of this where they were thinking, uh, let's make a young Bill and Ted, and 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 even maybe a female Bill and Ted mm-hmm. movie, um, and they decided, nah, that's not going to work, and it may not have, for all I know, um, uh, but when you see Samara Weaving and Bridget Lundy Payne in the in this movie, it's like, oh my gosh, I want them to be on the screen all the time, <laughs> um. And with, and uh, with Kristen Shaw, right? Like you want Kristen Shaw, yeah, like Kristen hanging Shaw. out with them, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and so like I'm, I was, I was wanting to see more of them. Uh, you may have been alluding to uh, Anthony Kerrigan as the the Terminator oh, no, robot. Actually, well, yeah, no, no, you're right. Anthony Kerrigan. I actually maybe there's two. Then no, I was actually referring to Kid Cudi. <laughs> oh, Kid Cudi's great in this too. Kid Cudi was my one favorite. Who knows everything about time travel. <laughs> Yeah, there's that that the scene with him and the and the two daughters when they first when he just because because there's what is so so time is in is folding in on itself is that what's going on? Yeah, and, I, and I, so I, these people from the past are popping up in the present and vice versa, and yeah, so like and even Kid Cudi like, just appears. I right yes yeah, and then they're just like, hey, Kid Cudi, and then they just start having this like three or four minute discussion on what type of time travel scenario they're currently in, mm-hmm. which is just hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then later like Bill and Ted go to him for advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you yeah, know, Anthony it, Kerrigan, Anthony Kerrigan is outstanding. As yeah. Anthony dentist. Kerrigan is a no ho Hank on Barry. If you, yeah. If, yeah. if you guys haven't watched Barry, you need to, but um, uh, he is, he's there. They've outfitted him as this like, uh, I don't know, like completely white Terminator uh, <laughs> wannabe type of thing that goes back and, you know, is told to, uh, to, to kill Bill and Ted. Um, and, and like it, and then it sort of starts getting a, um, it, it starts becoming self-aware and, you know, yeah. and he realizes his real name is Dennis Caleb McCoy and and there's a point this is the 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 i thought the really funny part is when they go down to hell and like and like uh you know they're like you're he, like bill and ted are like he's a he's a robot he went in and he's and he's yeah. and now he's in hell how's that happen i don't know doesn't matter yeah. let's go um and <laughs> well, they, they go past those the, people yeah yeah, are you about to talk about that? Yeah, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. People and like, <laughs> like afterwards, like yeah, yeah, go this way or whatever. And then they have this conversation after they leave, where it's like, yeah, it's a robot in hell right there. Yeah, that's weird. You know. <laughs> and he just kept saying, "I'm Dennis." Like yeah. he would just, he would just randomly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he was he was out. He was excellent. Yeah. No, it, it's almost like everybody and um, well, you know, William Sadler's back as death, and yeah. he's really good. And then. Um, the princesses that uh, in this time their wives are played by uh, Jamma. Ma- I don't know how to say her. Is it's it Jamma? Jamma Mays, and then uh, Mays. and then Aaron Hayes, who you may have seen in Children's Hospital. Absolutely, and, like and you might remember from she got totally like I. I feel like Aaron Hayes is another person. Like we were talking about Megan Fox on that Rogue thing. Aaron Hayes has become this person I've rooted for because she got totally like screwed on this Kevin James sitcom oh, called really? Kevin Can Wait where she would played his wife in the first season. It was a hit show. Mm-hmm. And um, for whatever reason, Kevin James just decided he needed Leah Romani back. 
Really? And so they killed off Aaron Hayes' character. Oh, that's too they, bad. I, I yeah. really like her. Yeah, lot. she's great. And they brought Leah Remini back. So it basically just became like King of Queens 2. And, mm-hmm. it, it, and it got terrible ratings after that. Yeah, I mean. And died. Like, ego run amok, two. man. Oh, my God. So I kind of feel bad for her. And I always, when I see her now, I'm like, yes, you go, Aaron Hayes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I love her. I don't know why she's yeah. not used more often. Uh, Jama Mays used to see her in like a million things. Oh, yes. Yeah. Glee is probably the thing that most people know her from. But she was in the Smurfs movies. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, she's, she's, she's great. The yeah. League. Yeah, the League. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we and, and there's some there's some fun stuff, too, where we're like, uh, you know, Beck Bennett is playing Deacon uh the the younger brother um, oh yeah uh of uh of of ted yeah and um and like he <laughs> it's like you know we we remember that uh that missy was married to bill's uh dad in the first movie mm-hmm. and now he she's moved on to uh ted's brother deacon yeah well she was married to ted's dad and i married ted's dad at one point uh yes he's been she's just passed she's being passed along through the entire family basically it's amy stott she's back to play the to play the role so it's it's really it's it's pretty funny jillian bell's in this movie there's there's you know she plays the uh i guess the psychiatrist or whatever Mm -hmm. that they're seeing at the beginning there's it's a really it's a really good cast and it's it's kind of like you're saying though it's like I find everyone so much more interesting. As much as I like Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter, and they're perfectly fine in the movie, I find every character so much more interesting than yeah. I do. That. And, and that's kind of a problem. Here's the other problem too: is that uh, we we have these nostalgic memories of Bill and Ted back in the mm-hmm. day, and they're much younger now. They're older, and they're not really acting the same way. I mean, Alex Winter still kind of. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't really any sort of affectation that Alex Winter was doing in those originals, but Mm -hmm. Keanu Reeves definitely was. He was definitely in that that surfer kid mode Mm -hmm. uh, back in the day, uh, where just you know everything was whoa and all that. Uh, Now he now that he's older, and I understand that there's probably you know, well, Hey, he's grown up. He's probably not going to be like that anymore, but you're not going to, you're not seeing the same character that you want to see either. Um, and like, this is not the same Ted really. Um, No, not at all. Yeah. I mean, he's older. Sure. Huh? Yeah. These guys, these guys are in their fifties, you know, in real life. And I mean, it, you know, it, it, it shows, um, not, not in the way they look or anything, but I'm just saying like you, they're just older out of touch, which I guess they're kind of supposed to be, but, Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're just, they're just not for whatever reason, they're just not as interesting. I don't know if they just kind of assumed that people would just be like, Oh, it's Bill and Ted. Like we know them. Let's, let's concentrate more on these other characters. And then they just kind of got left in the mix, you know, I, yeah. I don't know. And so what you have is there and their story is not as interesting, even though no, they, they have, uh, you know, they're trying this, they're trying this fun quote unquote thing with them running into each other in different phases of their lives. None of them, by the way, are believable. <laughs> no, um, not at all. None of them. Like they're, they're, they're outwardly funny, but like if they're, if they're like this at, in their forties, apparently they're not going to be suddenly completely different in five years. years. Later. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and so like the first time they go back, they're playing this, like uh you know strip mall bar or something like that yeah. uh, they're, 
they're 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 and they're assholes like out of nowhere they're just assholes um and then uh the next time they go back they they uh that they're they're playing a joke on them and pretending that Dave Grohl's house is their own house. <laughs> They're giving them Dave Grohl's music. <laughs> well, and, and and I don't even know, like, how in the world does the time machine, when they're going back to find their original selves, why does it take them to Dave Grohl's house? Like, how does that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that was, that was a little confusing. Like, I, I guess they were, I, I don't know. I guess that, I guess they did that in the first one too, though, where they were just like, I mean, I guess, well, I always assumed in the first one they were just going to the time period and yeah, the location. They, well, they, it made but, sense there because they yeah, were that's making, what I'm they were, saying. Like it, it didn't make sense that they kept running into the famous figures immediately after they got yeah. out of the phone booth. But in this case, like they're they're going to a specific part of time where mm-hmm. apparently Bill and Ted have been known to live in Dave Grohl's house. Like, yeah, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't make sense. Like, it's almost like in this one, like they took the wrong thing from the first one and thought that they were like. It's almost like they're supposed to be like a tracker on them, and yeah, they can they can locate them. And I, I just there was nothing that made that made that make sense. No, no. I agree. So like, yeah, I mean, and yeah, and they're and they're they're doing something fun there. Ha ha ha. They mm-hmm. they're sitting in Dave Grohl's house and they're pretend. I mean, I don't and and it's it's been a while. It has now been about a week since I've seen the movie. I can't even remember why their uh, older versions of themselves are trying to sabotage uh, the uh, the ones that are traveling through time. Oh, because they're, they're not, they're not trying to, they're actually, they think they're going to make them take this song to the future and fix everything is, yeah, is but their they, theory. They, the, 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 the Dave Grohl one. Yes. But like when they yeah. go back and they're, they're in the bar, they're like actively trying to run away from them. Oh yeah. 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 All that. I mean, yeah. it, could, it could be, they just don't want to get involved or something. I don't yeah. Know. That's, that's what they basically say. They say that they've made enough of a mess of their lives and you know, they just, they don't want to, they just don't, they kind of want to avoid them. And then I guess when they realize they can't, and they get to that Dave Grohl part, they, they decide to try to, you know, help them. And then, and then, then we have the prison scene, which was in the preview and is yeah. beyond dumb. <laughs> yeah. Um, it really is. Everything about that. And it's so weird because like the, there's this interesting thing where they're older. There's this one part where they go to where they're older and they're like in a retirement home or a hospital. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of an extended version of that in the end credits. Mm-hmm. And the old age makeup and stuff is actually pretty good, mm-hmm. which is usually not the case in most of these movies. But then you take that and then you go to like the prison scene mm-hmm. and they yeah. look ridiculous in that yeah. scene. Like that is so bad. Like, you know, Bill's and I think they're kind of supposed to, but they it's like, are. They're kind it's of so insane though. It, they go too far. Yeah. They exaggerated um, with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, none of that is is nearly as interesting as the other stuff. And no, and uh, that's the that's the that's a problem for your movie that is called Bill and Ted Face the Music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When but you're like, more con- you're, you want to see Thea and Billy because you know they're going and getting, uh, you know they're doing like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, right? Yeah. They're going and getting musicians from the past to try to help uh, the Wild Stallions get a band together. So they're going and getting like Jimi Hendrix and. <laughs> the the yeah. Louis Armstrong guy yeah. is hilarious. Uh, yeah. who, who plays Louis Armstrong in this? He's um, he's always uh, got this giant this smile on his face. Jeremiah Kraft. Yes. Um. Uh. But yeah, they go back. They get they get Louis Armstrong, Jimi Hendrix, Mozart, and then like, uh, you know, uh, even farther back to 
to uh what, what is it uh ling lun uh, uh some uh like long time ago uh mm-hmm. what did she play i can't remember what she's played some she was like of... a it was like a flute or something yeah it it's was, like a flute I, yeah anyway um the 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 thing that i kept expecting to happen with the with the with the uh, daughters is that when the the problem was presented to them by bill and ted in the garage and and bill and ted leave i thought we were going to find out that thea and billy were like musical uh geniuses mm-hmm. and i thought we were going to find out that they had been playing around on like computer software and stuff and they're like you know like our buddy larange who can mm-hmm. like put together a whole bunch of like uh different sounds and everything and, and create something brand new out of it and i thought that was it would have been a very 2020 thing for them to be able to come up with something that's amazing and mix up all these different uh, musical performers and mm-hmm. they were going to come up with the song that way because um, all along you know with the with the you know the prediction back or the whatever the in the future where they're saying it's uh logan and preston you knew when they used the last names it's got to be the daughters mm-hmm. i mean you had you know that it's i mean you if you've seen the movie before you know the daughters are the ones that have come up with the song absolutely uh, yeah but i thought they were going to actually create it like they would they already had something laid down and then once they had Jimi hendrix and mozart and louis armstrong and everybody mm-hmm. they were going to be able to to play this and of course anytime you try to say these people are the best at what they do and they're going to do this song that's going to blow your minds. They're never going to be able to make a song that in the movie that makes sense to the audience that, you know, like that's why, that's why you avoid stuff like that. It kind of reminds me of um, like 30 rock and, and studio six 60 on the sunset strip. Is that what it was called? Studio Mm -hmm. Mm 60 where they, where they, where they're like, uh, let's let's show the skits that they're actually doing, mm-hmm. and the skits are never as as controversial no. or as funny as they're talking about. So, like, it's always good to actually kind of avoid that. And of course, the song at the end of this that unites the entire world and time and blah 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 is is whatever. <laughs> you know, it's whatever. Well, we have this. We also have this ridiculous. Uh, uh, a timetable going on where they've only got like I don't know an hour or seventy minutes or something like yeah. that when all this begins. Yeah. Which I don't know. Like once again, going back to like the first, like in the first one, they had like a day at yeah. least. You know, like that would have made a lot more sense if they had like twenty four hours or something. Because because obviously, like if we ever send this, I mean that'll be easy to easy to rip into mm-hmm. uh, because this takes way longer than they they say, but. But because of that, they get this like they remember that like at the very end, they they all of a sudden are like, you know, wait, but I've never understood how a song in the present would unite everyone in the past and future, which I don't think that was always supposed to be the case. But yeah, in this movie, they kind of they kind of retcon that in that idea. And and then there's like so they have I was really I was totally confused by all this, Uh, but they they have to get musical instruments into everybody's hands yeah <laughs> i i yeah i didn't i just i don't know that felt very tacked on like yeah it did <laughs> and maybe i missed something but like that to me just felt really weird and thrown in at the last minute and they've only got like five minutes at this point and 
you've got like Thea and Billy over here trying to construct this song like on the go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bill and Ted have that. Well, they, they do. You do get the funny scene with Kid Cuddy there, though, where he's explaining what they have to do. Yeah. Uh, and then the wives pop back up, you know, for, you know, because they've been they And that's a whole other thing. There's a lot going on in this movie. The wives are like time traveling as well, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying looking, to see if they can find a better version of Bill and Ted, something yeah, like that. They're looking for a, a, a any kind of era where they would be happy with Bill and Ted, because that was the <laughs> thing that Jillian Bell is doing that. Uh, the couples therapy yeah. where they actually all four of them go in to the uh, therapy at the same time. And this is one of those frustrating com- uh, comical situations mm-hmm. they throw in where they're like, you know that usually couples go in uh, by themselves, right? And they're not saying, hey, I, and like they, they wait until everybody has sat down and everything. Like, why can't? Why is this doctor saying no, only one couple at a time <laughs> and nobody's saying what they need to say to Bill and Ted. So they, so they set up this, this whole thing where they can purposely make Bill and Ted misunderstand everything that is being said in that therapy session. Um, and, uh, and they keep saying stuff like we love you guys and or never mm-hmm. can say, I love you to their, just to their wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just saying, like both bill both bill and ted like both both of us love you guys or or uh you know something like that so they they keep screwing everything up in couples therapy but yeah and it seems silly and like i mean at least the way that you know jama mays and aaron hayes were playing it like they seemed like really happy couples like they Mm -hmm. didn't they didn't even seem like there was really any conflict other than I can, I guess I could see them being like, you know what? You guys need to get a job at some point. Like this is getting ridiculous, but like, but they're well aware that they have time traveled because they're from the past, Yeah, you know, like there's that. And I even kind of forgot about that because the way they were trying to play it. But then there's that great moment where I think it's Jamie Mace or maybe it's Aaron. I don't know which one of them says it to Jillian Bell. They're like, no, 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 we're actually princesses. Mm-hmm. Um, which yeah. was actually really funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that just seemed like really unnecessarily contrived conflict that was never there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't get that at all. I mean, you know, don't have them in the movie. It's not the end of the world. I mean, I like those actresses, but I'm just saying like what they did with them didn't make a whole lot of sense. Like maybe just have them at the beginning and the end. Yeah. Which basically that's all they are anyway. So yeah, it's always a shame when you see like actors that you really, yeah. really like and they, they're only mm-hmm. used sparingly. And, um, you know, I feel like, I don't know. I've seen Aaron Hayes and so many things now. I feel like, uh, she should def someone's someone's gotta have something where she's like got a bigger role than mm-hmm. being played what she's playing and everything. And I think she's the one I was because I was looking up these um she was born literally the day before me. I was about <laughs> to ask you that. Um yeah. Uh because I was like, whoa, that's awfully close to John's yeah. birthday. If it's yeah, I'm I'm my birthday is the day after hers. Yeah. So that's really funny. Yeah. I and, but we were born on separate, separate parts of the country too. But, uh, it's true. But, <laughs> um, but, um, but anyways, yeah, I thought that was really funny when I was, when I was going through and looking up their, uh, their credits. Cause I was like, I knew I recognized her, but I couldn't remember from what. And then I was like, oh yeah, children's hospital. And then I was reminded of the whole Kevin can wait thing. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's her. Yeah. So, um, so, ultimately yes i think most people are going to have a pretty good time with this movie 
It's just that there are so many things about it that you just go, Oh my God, if this maybe had a little bit more time to, to kind of, you know, I don't know. I, I think the Bill and Ted uh, part of this movie needs to be better <laughs> than it is. Yeah, it I know. Is. I agree. I agree. I feel like they just kind of like kind of uh, rested on their laurels with those characters and just, you know, and I mean, like I said, no, I mean, and, and Reeves and Winter are, you know, it feels like they never left. I mean, mm-hmm. they're they do a perfectly fine job. It's just like you said, their story isn't that interesting. And also when you're talking about these sequels that are so many years later, it's really hard not to be like you know, this is what you came up with, you know, 29 years later, like this is, this is the movie that we're, you know, but I don't know, but it, maybe it's kind of like that song at the end, right? No matter what they did, maybe they're just kind of, maybe they're kind of screwed in that area. I don't they know. They are but, uh, like, you have to yeah. almost write this movie from scratch <laughs> and not even yeah. think about the originals when you're making it, which is nearly impossible. But, um, you, Oh you yeah. Have- and the stuff they throw in too, like they, like, um, is it Kid Cuddy that says station to them, I think, towards the end? And they just they throw in these references and none of them land at all. Like they have Death playing a hopscotch or some bullshit, you know, which is referencing the, the you know, them playing games with him in the first one or yeah. the second one. And I don't know. All that stuff just kind of falls flat. Although that is kind of funny watching him. I mean, William Sadler is always welcome. You know, yeah. I don't care what he's doing. Like he's just one of those actors that. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm just glad they're using them. <laughs> oh yeah. He's great. Like when, when I saw that death was in this, I was like, I hope that's William Sadler. And sure enough, they got him. And got they kind back. of came up with a reasonable way to get him in there. Although I didn't really completely understand why their daughters would go to hell, but whatever, well, it's, be- yeah, it's because of this stupid uh, Terminator thing that's shooting, uh, shooting. No, but everybody. I why would they go to hell as opposed to heaven? I don't know. I think the whole point of what that Terminator robot thing does, I don't know if I thought, I thought they, I thought that Terminator robot thing just sent people to hell. I didn't think that was it. I don't know. Maybe they are, maybe they are dying. (laughs) Maybe they are apparently dying and going to hell and then coming back. But that scene, by the way, where he shoots all of them, like he murders like the, or whatever, whether he kills them or not, he evaporates the, Mm -hmm. the girls, the daughters, and like Jimi Hendrix and all the musicians and stuff. And that look on uh, Anthony Kerrigan's face, like <laughs> where he's just like, Oh no. Like, Oh, what have I done? You know, he's got oh, that kind of look on it. He's so good, man. Like the, 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 uh, the story that I've heard about Barry is that he was supposed to be like a, like a one or two episode character. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he's, he was so good that Bill Hader was like, no man, we're, we're going to keep you for the rest of the series. It's amazing when somebody in a robot costume can steal <laughs> so many scenes. Well, and I knew I recognized him too. Cause this was before I had even looked up who it was. I'm like, I know who that is, but like, who is it? You know? And it, and I mean, he, he's almost like, he's so good. Like, but like in that scene, like where, you know, he, he kills everybody and then you can see that look of despair on his face. It's mm-hmm. almost like a, like a Will Ferrell kind of, yeah, uh, or Jim Carrey even. I don't know. It's something like, you know, just really, you know, really well um, acting comedians. Uh, he's definitely in that league. You can tell yeah. uh, if somebody would just give him the, you know, the movie or the role to, to, to go with that role with that. So. Uh, um, anything else to say about this movie? I, I think, no, I'm, 
I think we're on the same page. I mean, I like I said, I I really I'm not going to disparage people from watching this. I mean, if you have any interest in watching it, you know, assuming you've listened to this part, you've seen it. But if you haven't for some reason, there's no reason not to watch it. It's it's really short. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes by really quickly, and um, um, there are funny moments, but it's just. It's almost kind of like Scoob, right? It just, I don't know how much it feels like a Bill and Ted movie, but I really enjoyed everybody else uh, that was in it. Yeah, it's one of those things, man. uh, There's so much going on that's good around it, but the main part of it is not as good. I kept, I actually kept, and I know you liked this movie more than I did, but I kept thinking about Jay and Silent Bob, the reboot. Um, Oh, yeah. Just that's because another, that's another that's a good uh, comparison. I yeah, think. because I feel like both of these movies are made with so like there's so much good intention behind this movie. And mm-hmm. and and the same goes because, I mean, Kevin Smith has even talked about why he made Jay and Silent Bob. And it's a love letter to Jason Mewes and it's a love letter to his fans and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I feel like this is in that same type of um, type of avenue. But um, but it just never really completely comes together. Um Cause there's, there's moments in Jay and Silent Bob, the reboot that are hilarious. And mm-hmm. then there's moments where, you know, they're not that great. And much like this, I feel like Jay and Silent Bob are kind of the weakest parts yeah. of, of Jay and Silent Bob, the reboot, which is kind of funny, you know, and kind yeah, of, and kind, and kind of a problem. It's a weird thing. Like they need to have these characters back so that you want to come <laughs> watch the movie. But like when everybody else around you is just, just the best part. Yeah. And if you heard that they were going to make a movie where it was going to be based on Bill and Ted's daughters, you would be like, I don't want to see that. Like, right. you know, like, it, I mean, if you heard about this two years ago, you'd be like, oh, that's crap. Like, yeah, why would I want to watch work that? At all. And then now that I'm watching this movie, I'm like, I wish you had made that movie. Well, let's see. Here's the other <laughs> thing, though. Like, if they had made the movie about Bill and Ted's daughters, it wouldn't be Samara Weaving and Bridget Lundy Payne playing those characters. That's you're probably right about that. I yeah, mean, they, they would. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like the reason why they're so good is they were able to be cast in quote unquote, smaller roles. If they were uh, asked to sell the movie, then it would have been, uh, who would it have been at this point? Uh, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Amanda like, I mean, Seyfried, it, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I was like Hayden Pantiera. I, I you know, yeah. <laughs> some, something, something like that. I don't know. You'd quite go like Scar, no like idea. Scarlett Johansson, but huh? yeah, I mean, I, I was sitting there thinking Amanda Seyfried <laughs> might actually be too old for this. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, but like, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know who I, you know, I don't know who I would put in there, but uh, whoever is marketable at this point, and they're like 25, 26 years old, yeah, yeah. uh, would it and then and it we wouldn't get the same kind of actors, you wouldn't get the same story. I mean, it, it, I guess you're in a lose lose or whatever situation with that kind of thing. You can't, you can't, you're not going to make a movie with Samara Weaving and Bridget London yeah. Payne, as and I'm not. I'm not as familiar with Bridget Lundy Payne. I know she's in that, uh, the, there's a show on Netflix called atypical. I think that's, that's pretty popular. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not as familiar with her, but, um, I know Samara Weaving is one of those I've, who I've been, I've loved from the first moment I saw her, mm-hmm. but she has not necessarily been like in the best movies. Right. Uh, Ready or not, which got to kind of uh, showcase so how good fucking she could good be. in that. That was really good. Yeah. But um, but like stuff like the ba- I know there are fans out there of the babysitter. I wasn't a fan of that movie. Um, but I really liked her, you know, like mm-hmm. I was like, oh, she's really good. And then I feel like there's I feel like there's something else. There's been a couple of those like lower budgeted like horror movies and stuff that she's done where 
Um, she did the Picnic and Hanging Rock miniseries, which I've still never seen. She's also in Ash versus Evil Dead mm-hmm. uh, for a little bit. But um, yeah, she was like in that movie Monster Trucks <laughs> with. Uh, oh, she is in Three Billboards. I forgot about yeah, that. She has a very brief role yeah. in that. Yeah, but definitely if, if 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 for some reason you haven't, oh, Guns Akimbo that was a that was a really bad movie that she was in. Uh, Ready or not, though, if for some reason you haven't seen that yet and you're listening to this, I would highly recommend that. Mm-hmm. That's a movie that gets um, better and better every time you watch it. Yeah, 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 for sure. That that was a lot of fun. That was an unfortunate. Uh, didn't do as well at the box office as it probably should have. But I I feel like it's getting its notice though. I feel like enough people are talking about it now. Yeah, it certainly uh, is. But anyways, no, I, yeah. So yeah, it's a uh, it's it's like it's a perfectly. This is a perfectly fine. This is a perfectly fine movie at times, but it's also at the same time it's. I don't know if disappointing is the word because I don't really know what I was expecting. Yeah, I wasn't. Ex- I didn't have high expectations but, for it. But it's still, but I guess after I saw that people were being pretty positive about it, and I, I think I was a little let down that I didn't get that, you know, like well, I didn't have that have to realize feeling. this. The, the reviewers and critics nowadays have, have never been closer to the actors that they have mm-hmm. needed to, uh, to uh, review. Uh, and I think we're seeing a lot of times now, um, there is a sort of a correction going on with movies like this. I mean, I think if this had come out uh, and, and, you know, people didn't and Keanu Reeves and Alex winter weren't beloved mm-hmm. um, like they are like, you know, I mean this, they've got years and years of like, Oh, these guys are good guys type of mm-hmm. uh, status. Um, you know, you would probably see a lower score. It'd probably be around 50 or 60%. Uh, for something like this but yeah uh, like if it was like uh like if this was like uh <laughs> that's a, that, i was about to say james woods i don't need to go that far but yeah. like if this was somebody that's not as like maybe as well loved even though they're a popular actor uh maybe it's not getting the same type of recognition and speaking of which we're recording on keanu reeves birthday yeah and uh the reason i know that is because if you go on twitter right now there are thousands of people telling him happy birthday yeah. because people just love the fuck out of that dude. And rightfully so. I mean, he, mm-hmm. and from all accounts and all accounts and purposes, he's an amazing person. Yeah. You know? So, um, I mean, that's what I'm saying though, right? Yeah. It's going, that, that's, yeah, that's, that's sort of being baked into everybody's opinion is that, you know, I feel like a lot of these critics and reviewers are like, Oh, I interviewed that dude and he's so good. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know? And then, um, you know, that's, uh, that's sort of what's going on or they, or they've grown up hearing all these great stories about these guys. And so they're, you know, like, you know, there's, I don't know how, how unbiased we are these days with some of that's No, that's, that's totally fair. Um, and well, you know, we talk to people in the industry that we really like, and that probably does affect in some ways, like maybe we have a little more appreciation for what they're doing. Um, just because we're like, Hey, we like that guy or we like that girl. Um, but I also think this is one of those movies where I don't know how much that really matters because like this is such a harmless movie that like if people if people want to give it like a like a grade letter higher, you know, whatever. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't I, I can't really sit there and throw too hard of an argument. I just I just know I did not enjoy it overall um, in this as much, yeah. you know, as obviously some people are. But when it's good, it's it's quite good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Um, and I, I think, I think most people that would listen to this, if they haven't seen it, I think they'll probably be perfectly fine with it. And I mean, now if you, if you just don't like Bill and Ted, then obviously this isn't going to change your mind, um, mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I would, I would recommend watching the first one or something if that's the case, but, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's perfectly, it's, it's perfectly fine. It, like you said, it's a C movie. Like there's, it's like the definition of a C movie. <laughs> Yep, it is. Um, <laughs> all right. So what did you guys think of this movie? Go to Sincast presented by CinemaSins on Facebook. Uh, we're also on CinemaSins Twitter, Music Video Sins Twitter. Uh, we're on uh, SoundCloud and we're on Discord. If you want to get on Discord, you can uh, go to our Reddit page and find a link on the right side and click it. Click through there. Or you can go to Facebook and private message me and I will give you a link there. Where can people find you, Jonathan? Uh, you can holler at me on Twitter. I am at Sam Loomis 13. And um, I also do a podcast uh, called Behind the Sins every week with Aaron Dicer and Danae Hughes. All right. That's going to do it for this mini pod. It's Chris Atkinson and Jonathan Watkins. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com.